0: Good morning. We've talked the whole night through. Good morning. Good morning to you. Uh. Uh. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Uh. Good morning. One, uh. two, one. Two. three. Good morning. Ooh. Good morning. G'day, thanks so much for getting our Saturday morning updated preview edition of Turnbull Stakes Day, Flemington. Vince Accardi, it's a glorious morning in Melbourne. How are you expecting Flemington to play? Good. (laughs) with a good track. It's fantastic. So it's
1: definitely going to help a whole group of horses and it's going to be fantastic from future form line as well because horses will be able to really either come to their top or getting to their top
0: absolutely all right now open up your race speed profiles because of course if you're getting this you're getting the final edition of race speed profile so read along with us while we uh speak our way through uh race one vince i've worked with you long enough i know you don't uh, believe in stories off barrier trials so uh or jump outs and um in this case you're just going to give race one a miss
1: oh, for sure Ho- hopefully something
0: solid jumps
1: out of the ground for future beating
0: Okay, race two there. I am Benny. No, no. that's a scratching. So the market's pretty much gravitated to this being a two-horse race in Visionari and the garden. Character does have ability. As far as uh, what you're expecting first up from Visionari last prep exploded at Packingham, but really came to play, was wound up. I'm just wondering from position and running perspective, the garden probably sits in front of it and it has to run it down.
1: And this is why both of them have got such a solid chance in the race. They get the golden race shape, and it's not going to be a high-pressure race. This You couldn't start in a better way for Vizanari in terms of kicking off your campaign, and it's going to get the golden run.
0: Well, it'll get the gold run now. Just let me ask you from a price perspective here. One's eighty, Vizanari, the garden, it's about mid-fours. Uh, I know you don't do prices in your race speed profiles, but you'd have to think that uh, Craig Williams is going to get his opportunity to give a monster kick here at the top of the straight. For sure. I have no doubt about that. Maybe Holborn
1: will play some sort of a role as well in terms of what that's going to do to the mix up front, and that may change Craig's tactics in terms of what he's going to do in, 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 from my view is when's he going to pull the trigger to say yes. let's go it, hopefully he it doesn't go too early that's the big key in terms of fitness right at its top it's, it's actually a, a really good price so I'd be surprised if this horse doesn't run top three and anybody that's looking to engage from a betting proposition, even though I've marked the race moderate, it's a hard horse to ignore as a genuine possibility top three. I'm just hoping to see, will this horse tighten and the other one drift a little bit late?
0: Uh, racer in the program. I've, I've obviously done my own work here, separate to you, using your data. And uh, I just thought, well, who's going to come to play here? That's probably going to be the result because at the moment I couldn't see anything. And here we go. I've opened up your race speed profiles and you've just got low confidence and it's not a race you're going to participate in.
1: No. And, and the thing is, I can see that, you know, one of the key runners is pretty short. And I'm, I guess, if people are going to venture into the race, If you're confident to avoid
0: the favourite, then there might be some value. So that's she's lickety split. So what you're saying, it's won three New Zealand stakes races, all by narrow margins and really not yet to do much on the clock. No,
1: I haven't got the profile for it. It's it's a genuine sort of minus five, sort of six runner. And I'm feeling that, well, let's see, maybe you're going to be a big improver here in
0: Victoria. I'll just wait and see. (laughs) <laughs> happy happy to watch and learn so race four on the program here look we put put a big stamp on uh, on on the the likely leader pride of jenny after it uh, ran so well at caulfield and what we wanted to underline in our sizzlers was that it had improvement to come because this race last year produced her pb so if she does that again can anything run her down that's probably the question because uh, the the invitation's there for her to run to her best
1: I really do feel it could be a difficult horse to run down again. It's going to get the lane bias on side. Doesn't appear to be any real pressure other than itself. So yes, maybe if Zach, if he gets too cute and wants to try and hold up the horse and you know like restrain it because there's not going to be any pressure. And then I see that as as a problem only if that happens. But if he lets it roll like he did last start, and races to the surface of the ground, and allows the horse to be, it's a you know the way it likes to run, customary around that benchmark plus two range, then it's, it's not going to be easy to run it down. This 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 horse will take some catching very late because it's going to have the lane bias on side, of course. The couple of things that prevented me from sort of making it like a standout and a, and a high-profile race in terms of confidence was Argentina, Argentina does play a bit of a headache for me and looks a possibility of taking a slot position, in other words, a top three finish. And then there's Exelita, who's the other runner that also is a, a serious possibility of getting a top three and then yearning and maybe right down to Odium. They're all sort of players that could potentially take a spot if there's a pilot error up front
0: well just quickly on that so on the left hand side you, you've got some jockey ratings there is as, as far as how you look at it for particularly for those getting your race speed profiles for the first time what type of confidence have you got with zach spain here because he's a lot lower profile jockey compared to you know the likes of oliver shin and and ben melamore riding in this race
1: well just the only little negative i've got is his last rides he's got five outs now on, on the last five rides in town that's a little bit of a problem for me and that's just a slight damper. but that's why I'm hoping he doesn't misjudge what he should be doing of course on the flip side maybe Damien Oliver hasn't been in the top form but this is the time when he's going to sort of come to the foray this is where he comes you know to his best and then Michael D he's been in um, reasonably good form just recently he's had a bunch of outs but he's been on you know, longer price
0: horses and not a true reflection on how well he's been riding. All right. So if he, if he, Sax Spain gets it right, uh, you're expecting her to take a power of being, yes. is probably a summation. Yes. Absolutely. So yesterday you thought Giga Kick would win. Spacewalk was still in the race. Spacewalk isn't in the race. Any, any reason Giga Kick won't win?
1: Well, no, I don't think there's any reason why it won't win. Just it's a, it's a super, super skinny price. Now, I'm not saying yeah. it's not justified. It just doesn't work for me in terms of the way I like to participate in the race. And, and I'm nervous to try and back anything else around it. I'm not that sort of a player. I don't say, okay, well, because I can't get the price from you, I'll go to my second or third pick. No, if I don't get the price for the runner I want, I don't play. And this you know, is not what everybody else does, but that's just what I do.
0: Sure. Um. Do, what what um, the flying doormat, Bruce Dool, uh, what, what, what did Dool show on debut that he didn't show on the soft ground last start? Okay, let's have a look at that. Because there has been a little bit of money for it, hence, hence me asking yeah, that question. Yeah, I do... Exp- I, uh, the push is pretty strong for this horse. Realistically,
1: when you look at that very first race start, going 0.4 above benchmarks, it's good speed for Flemington up the straight. And then we've seen this bit of a softening over the last three sections but I actually felt that even though the horse was deteriorating velocity it actually continuously maintained that ground in other words like it wasn't sort of just dropping off badly over the last two or three hundred meters and then first up this time you can just see in that ground condition to go out even harder than what it did in its very first race start was a real you know I actually felt that worked against the horse for that run. But in terms of conditioning, I'm expecting this horse to improve five, six lengths off that run.
0: All right. Well, if that's the case, gig gig, is going to have to come into play. That's that's the reality. All right. Let's, uh, let's have a look at the quaddy legs that we looked, did a deep dive on yesterday. So it's more update and what your final thought process is when it starts with the Bart Cummings here. I suppose you, 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 are Decision-making process has been made a little bit easier because Shiraz was the horse you were giving some respect to. Most advantage Lunar Flare, Interpretation, Midnight Blue, Vow and Declare. Midnight Blue is terrific. Uh, odds at mid-teens, uh, Lunar Flares around about 8 or $9. And Interpretation, well, it looks like it's grand final day for it.
1: Yeah, well, the more I dialed in, if, if there's going to be a day where it's going to stand up for all the reasons you said yesterday, Ralphie, about how important this race is, this is it. I'm very confident, I went back and had another look at those overseas runs, and I am very confident if we're on this dry ground, that it's come up as a G4, then I'm expecting this horse to run right up to that number, and hopefully, it's in this particular stable, it might go to a new PB, and if that happens, it it wins, Ralphie.
0: That's nice and simple. To on top again. We uh, we did the deep dive yesterday, so it's more about any any further thoughts to what you've added uh, yesterday. Uh, in uh, where gold trip remains favourite, sort of about the high three range. Do our mid mid fives, and then further out, you got Profondo and Young Werther. Yeah, probably the only runner that I'm sort of going to push up as a more
1: of a a, a serious chance, and it didn't make the top four when I sent the race speed profiles out. But surefire is the one now that I have the confidence. When I got the feedback from a couple of people that walked the track just before, that maybe this 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 horse is definitely going to love this dry ground. So I would be making it equal fourth and could potentially be a big leaper. But I have an expectation. If Juaz is going to do what I am anticipating, this is going to do based on data. Then it should be coming out and being the horse to beat from Gold Trip. Nice and simple there. That's
0: the Turnbull. All right, up the straight again. Yesterday, you were keen on Rockin' and Horse and Swats That. Um, Rockin' Horse is about $7. Swats That, $6 favourite. It's a wide open race. There's lots of horses, as we mentioned yesterday, with good straight track form that probably will be coming to play on the good ground here. You've summed it up with Rockin' Horse, Swats That from Serious Suspect and Baller. Any change to your thoughts from yesterday or further additions? probably just gotten keener on rock
1: and horse, Ralphie. Yeah. Again, this confirmation that we're going to be on the good ground, knowing this horse's looks set to, uh, subject to a bad parade. But if the horse parade's the way I'm anticipating it should parade, then I can expect this horse to go very close to a PB. I'm not saying it's going to do a new PB, but it doesn't have to. It just needs to run up to its PB and, just ticks all the boxes, Rocky. Right I'm so keen on this h- horse, and I, uh, if I'm going to be really technical, that the one thing that's stopping me from making an A-grade bet for me is the rider. And for that reason, I'm making it a B-grade bet. That's 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 the only variance I have. If it was a, if it was D Lane or Oliver, and I'm not knocking Maloney, by the way. It's I just would rub, yeah, I'd just rub a stamp at a grade bet and be super confident
0: to launch into it. All right. Well, if he gets that right, and I know that. So the way you play when you're saying a B grade bet, you're saying one by three, one by four, something like that. A two by eight. Two by eight. Okay. Yep. No, <laughs> nice and simple there, and make it up from from yourself on whatever your own personal comfort level is. Of course, as we always say with gambling responsibly. And in the last race here, low confidence race yesterday I was a dartboard. Are we uh, we still got all the darts in our hand.
1: Yeah, still a dartboard, but. <sighs> I am reasonably confident that you probably don't have to go really wide now in terms yep. of the last leg of the quaddie, and I'd be fairly confident that you could stick to the top four that we have in the M.A., and maybe if you're just looking for something a little bit wider. I just left the nine out. Uh, you know, If you wanted to include that, you could, but myself personally, I'd be sticking to the top four here.
0: Good on you. Ben Cardi from Daily Sectionals. Uh, my work, But more importantly, thank you so much for being part of our preview podcast at Turnbull Stakes Day. Have a fantastic day wherever you're watching racing throughout Australia.